Greetings and salutations. This is another installment of All In with Atlas United. I am your host, football journalist and extraordinaire Nick Maitland, aka King Roots, the Roots King, the number one Roots man. And this day of which we are recording, of which we are speaking, of which we are just vibing is the day I speak to my good brethren, Mr. Alex Branch. He is the captain and number one goalkeeper of Atlas United. And he's here to, you know, represent for his brethren, his teammates, and to, with his longtime brethren. So, Mr. Alex, how is you doing, my brother? <laughs> good evening to one and all, all the listeners out there, to my Atlas family. Good evening, everyone. Um, I'm not too bad, you know what I mean? I'm just enjoying life as it goes, as it one day at a time. You know, with the corona going on right now, I'm just trying to stay as safe as possible. And I hope that everyone else out there is staying as safe as sound as they should be, you know? Yeah, so after that very mystical intro by me, um, a very diplomatic answer by the captain, Alex Branch. And that is the manner in which we will conduct this conversation here on Atlas United. That was just a mystical intro to let everybody know that Alex is my good brethren and um, <laughs> this is way this is way beyond football Definitely. so Alex so first of all let me ask you how how are you doing uh, amidst this current climate and how is the family doing and everybody at home well everyone is good um, for now you know um, family overseas as well everyone is staying safe staying inside you know we're only going out for the essentials and stuff like that um Truth be told, it's a tough time because for some people like my family, my family's always on the go, you know. Everyone likes, everyone has their own lives to live and we got a lot of commitments. And the thing is, is that with everything shut um, shut down right now, you know, there's there's not much that we could do but stay inside. So like um, like my mom, in, in um, for instance, my mom always is all over the place, you know. She's working with church, she's working, she helps out. With me a lot, you know what I mean, when it comes to school and and cricket and football and she's running around behind me a lot. But right now she's taking a break and I'm glad for that, you know, and everyone is keeping safe. So I am just I'm just grateful to have all my family here and have everyone that I love close and and that they're that everyone's doing good, you know what I mean? Yeah, man. I really appreciate that. I really appreciate hearing that everybody is in good spirits and in good health and being safe and yes of course i understand the sentiment about wanting to keep mum you know get, let mum get a little rest and keep her quiet and definitely you know, recharge and thing because as you know my mum and she retired in january okay so for me now is all about you know mum having somewhere to be comfortable somewhere to just relax and be cool Correct. So I understand having having taken care of your mom and, you know, making sure that she's always in good health and always rested and feeling firing fit. And, you know, because we don't know how long this is going to last and we don't know how long we will be facing these conditions and being fearful in a sort of way, you know. So, True. But to God be the glory. And right now we are strong and healthy. So we give thanks. So I give thanks for that positive update on your family. Always, man. Now, if we talk about some, if we talk about some football now, um, after getting the pleasantries out the way, I 
first when I hear about you on sport, especially you know church related stuff, it was mostly the cricket vibe. When I see you involved with Atlas, I I thought it was reasonable because I don't think I've ever heard about you playing football before that. But I thought it was reasonable because you were you you were or are a sportsman and involve yourself in a lot of different activities. So it made sense to me. But how did your initial um, integration into the world of football, the culture of football, when did that all start? Well, for me, that started about when I was, I was about 12 years old. You know, I was going to school at Harrison College and I, I met some friends there and they play football. They play football for pro shotters and kickstart and, like when they play for the school, I, I just I just fell in love with the game. You know what I mean? We sit down, we talk about Premier League football. Now, when these guys were talking, I had no clue what it what was going on. You know what I mean? I had no clue about the Premier League, about the other leagues, nothing like that. I only knew about World Cup football. And being a um a Brazilian supporter, you know what I mean? I had I had some idea of how of how football was and what and what it was like and stuff. So it started around 12 years old, as I said, you know, um, one of my friends introduced me to Premier League football and I fell in love with the Chelsea team. You know what I mean? Um, from from then, I've always been a Chelsea fan, diehard. I can't, I just can't wait to the day that I, I take a trip to England and I go to Stamford Bridge and I just, I just watch a game. You know what I mean? It, the, it, it, it feels like if, I, I feel like I'm there in the stadium, even though I am at home watching the game, the, the atmosphere is so lively and, Everything about football just just speaks to me. Hmm, that sounds like a that sounds like something. This answer sounds like you said this to someone before. Like it sounds so <laughs> it's the passion behind it. You know, sounds like you've been telling people, "Oh, I dream to go to Stanford Bridge. I dream to go to England." I I know how it feels, brother. It it feels as though it's something you have to put on your bucket list. Something you have to achieve before age whatever you have to go and watch this team that you've watched on tv for however long you have to go and watch him in person so i know how it feels my brother i know (laughs) how it feels so so how about local local football now atlas united is your first involvement in local football well besides the harrison college team when i was going to school there yes because um i i was never really um i never followed local football like um like I would follow Premier League football, you know. I would hear about guys talking about division one games, division two games, and I knew some people that played for um different clubs and stuff, but I never really like I went and watched one game. I went to watch one game in local football ever in Barbados. And that was a game at Passage Road where Jackson I can't remember the team that Jackson played, but a couple of my friends were playing for Jackson and I just I just said I would go and give the guys some support, you know what I mean? And it was a good match. I really enjoyed it, you know. And like with Atlas, no, like I've never, I've never dreamed of playing for a football club. But Atlas United has just, you know, opened. It just opened so many my eyes to so many possibilities in the football world. Because I've never thought about playing professional football, as I said, or never thought about playing football besides for fun. You know, just going scrimmage with the guys. But it's something about the club and the energy of the club that makes you want to take football to the next level. And that's really why I feel so good when it comes to being involved with the club and wanting to have 
and involvement with the local football. So Atlas really is the gateway to a greater understanding and a greater appreciation for the local football scene for you. Definitely. Um, the thing is, though, is that we're not just a regular club, as you know. You know, we, we do things, we do things, we do more things, I should say, than what any other club does in Barbados. You know, the when it comes to the advertising and it comes to, like, our, tra- our different art training sessions, you know what I mean? Those are, I think those are pretty different compared to other clubs because when it would see, like, a training session with one club, like, guys would be turning up late. When they turn up late, they... They, they take a while to get together, you know, and they do their own thing. And I don't think that that's the kind of attitude you want as a sportsman in general. You know what I mean? Is because like Atlas is not a professional club. Like when I say professional, it's not like up there, like all the other teams and stuff. But the thing is, is that as a sportsman, you have to show a certain level of respect for the game and professionalism. So when it comes to being tardy, that's not something that I particularly like, like to see, you know, on, on, any sports field. It doesn't matter whether it be cricket, football, basketball, whatever the case is. I like to see people having respect for who's in charge. I like to see them respecting the game. I just I just believe that you have to show a certain level of commitment and I guess I could say responsibility when playing a sport. And I I, I think that Atlas portrays that exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah, man. I, I definitely have garnered that from uh, speaking to different club officials. I, I have really garnered that from um, my standpoint looking on. How important, how integral has Coach Craig, the head coach and president, Craig Stewart, how integral is he to establishing this whole ethos? Craig, I've known Craig for years, from the time we were youngsters, you know what I mean? Like, uh, about age five, six. Craig has... Craig has grown into an exceptional person, you know. We've had our ups and downs on the way, but what 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 when you live life, you know, you have ups and downs. And Craig just said to me one day, he's thinking about putting together a team and stuff like that. And, you know, being his friend, like he asks, Well, would you like to come and play? Because Craig would come to the scrimmages, he would scrimmage with us sometimes, and then he would sit down and watch the scrimmages or the guys and stuff. And He's picked up a lot just by watching scrimmages alone. So then he's decided, well, okay, when we come, to, we come together and we make this team now, we're going to get our, our friends and we're going to have other people come in and stuff like that. And we're going to try to form something important and special and try to get something fun for the guys to do as well, you know. And Craig, Craig is very committed to the club. He is – he puts in the work. When I say puts in the work, Craig is up talking to certain pl- – talking to everyone, actually, you know what I mean? He's sending messages, he calling players one-on-one, having one-on-ones, talking to the fellas, trying to see where they're comfortable and stuff like that. And it's really important as a coach that you take a, a very high interest in your players, especially, you know, um, the coach, the coach's job is to guide you and to nurture the squad and to make it something very, you know, powerful. But yet, so we still have mm-hmm. that connection as a family. And he's really put in the work with the guys, talking to the guys and stuff like that. Craig has tried so hard to be reasonable with everyone and he is doing a very good job, you know, because you can't, yes, we're all friends, but at the same time, as a lot of coaches have talked about it, like Coach Shaquem and 
coach uh, and skills. You know what I mean? The guys talk about having respect for your coach, you know, and the coach also has respect for us. And the thing is, is that he tries to, he doesn't belittle anyone, which is very good. He doesn't show off. Like when he's angry, well, he has a reason for being angry, just like any other coach would have, you know what I mean? But he always praises all the guys for what they do. You know, he, he supports everyone. We make decisions together as a club. And I find that he's a very, he's a very good coach, all in all. Mm, mm. And that is glowing words for a 22-year-old. And from my experience being at the highest level as a journalist, well, at the highest level in football in Barbados as a journalist, and seeing all of these different coaches on the touchline, based on the reports on Craig's performance and Craig's dedication and Craig's aptitude, I am sure that when he reaches the top level, the Premier League in Barbados, that he will run rings around some of these elder statesmen who have, who have seemingly been there and done that. Because I really see no progression in a lot of their teams. I really see no progression in any of their tactics. And Craig is one young coach. And I haven't seen Craig in any of these photos for the D license and C license. I can't remember seeing Craig at any of those. So mm-hmm. he definitely needs... I, I may need to put in a word for him at the BFA when the coast is clear so he can do these B, the D license and C license. Yeah. Because from what I'm hearing and from what I'm seeing as well, he would run rings around a lot of these elder statesmen. So I can't wait to see when he reaches that high level in Barbados and coaches in the Premier League. But of course, it is all a process. And you, along with everyone else who will come after you and who will join with you now, We'll hope that that will be with Atlas United in the minimum you can get there is four seasons. <laughs> um, so true, it's four something like that, something like that. It'll be four, so, yeah, because you got to play definitely. Right, you got to play division three, two, one, yeah, three, and then will be the fourth season. But true, true, it is all a process, and I am proud to see that everyone is on board with the process and that is the starting block of a great team i i just saw something in the media and we're probably um i don't think we're speaking out of turn because it's sport mm-hmm. but chris gale was speaking out about sarwan i believe and then um i saw something with marlon samuels speaking out against um i think it was bravo Mm-hmm. So then you look back at maybe when they were on the same West Indies team or on the same CPL teams and the team wasn't successful, maybe you can point back to, well, how these men get all know them, like then they like one another for a while. True. You know, and you could assume that that is the reason for their downfall. But so you, so you realize how important chemistry is between players and genuine friendship. You don't have to be, you know, <laughs> brethren like me and you. <laughs> but but you have to have some sort of respect for each other and some sort of kind of admiration too because you share the same team you fight for the same goals literally and figuratively mm-hmm. so you must be you must be brethren at the end of the day I'm proud to see that Atlas is indeed that one big family yeah the guys so, are very supportive of each indeed. other so when you so when you have joined when you joined Atlas and did you see it as a big task to get players on board 
because I figured you would be one of the first to join Atlas. <laughs> uh, <laughs> was it? Did you think it was going to be a real stressful effort to get players on board, or did you believe in everything from minute one? Did you have some doubts and re- reservations? At first, I thought when the idea was proposed, you know, I thought that it would be because I only knew the guys that we played, we scrimmaged with. And yes, there were other guys that came and scrimmaged with us, but uh, I, I, weren't, I wasn't too sure if these guys were interested in playing for a team. So, like, but the difference is, is that within a week of getting this, receiving this information, a training session was called. And when I got to the training session, there were about, 20, 23 guys, like 23 guys, I think, 20, 23 guys at the training session. And wow. it was, I was, I was, I was honestly surprised because I didn't know what to expect when it came to football and, and who, who was going to be committed or interested in it. So when I saw these, uh, the amount of players we had at the first session, I was actually very impressed. Wow. I would, I would have been too because as we all know, unfortunately, a lot of, teams don't take their training seriously. True. And sometimes if you get 10 days at training during a season, you have achieved a lot. So to see 20-something guys turn out to try out, I guess, for a new club, a newly established club, means that the interest is there and you just need to pique the interest of would-be footballers or prospective footballers into coming into your club and being a part of something new. That's and I think Atlas has done that well. Really market this as something new and better. And kudos must be given to all the backroom staff. If we shift off of the playing staff now, let's let's look at that same backroom staff. You have a very, I don't want to say complex, but you have a very well made up backroom staff. <laughs> um the, the the general manager all the way down to marketing and communications, etc. How groundbreaking is having or how commonplace is having this kind of backroom staff in this 2020 environment? How critical is it as well? You know, the support the support from everyone in the in the administrative staff is is amazing. You know, like we got, we got about twelve different members, I guess, in the background staff, and I—that's I, just a number. I'm not too sure right now, but I think it's about twelve. <laughs> <laughs> and the thing is, is that it's been incredible having them on board. You know, they everyone sticks to their tasks. Everyone puts in the work. Everyone has an everyone has an ear to lend. You know what I mean? Everyone's there for you. And the thing is, is that. When it is that you have a problem, you could go to anyone. You could literally go to anyone on the staff and they're going to talk you through it. They're going to try to help you to to solve any predicament that you might have. And the thing is, is that having that support in this day and age is very tough because you don't find a lot of people that would come together and do it, you know, for free, if you get what I'm saying. Because we, we, don't, we, we don't play professional football, so everyone's not paid. No one's paid in it or whatever the case is. You know, so when people take their time to stop from their regular lives and come and help you out and come and enjoy some football with you and stuff like that, it really shows how committed people are and how, how much, like, I guess, how interested they are, you know, in the game of football and just helping out. And it's been a really 
great journey so far having them. And we hope that in the future that they're there. And we hope that we encourage more people to come because, as I said, Atlas is a family. We do not discriminate. We do not disrespect. We are all one strong. We're one strong unit. And it will be like that for the future, definitely. Mm, great answer. Diplomatic answer. Lovely answer by the captain and the man in between the sticks. You are the man in between the sticks. You are the goalkeeper. Let me focus on that for a little bit. <laughs> you, oh, I, I don't suspect you've been playing football um, at this level for a while. But from what I'm seeing, you are quite caught. Well, let me let me say this. Let me say this. Let me let me um, say the right words. Oh, dear. You are quite <laughs> competent. You are quite competent. Yes, definitely. Uh -huh. How did you? How did you? How did you acquire that level of of competency in such a short space of time? Well, I'm gonna be honest. At first, I really didn't like because when when we um were um given the proposition to join the team, um we were asked to fill out a form where you would have a position that you would like to play and stuff like that. And I didn't choose to be a goalkeeper like at first. When I said that, I I picked the position as a DM or a center back. Reason being is because I love to defend. I love being able to win area battles. I love tackling, you know what I mean? And it's fun just to run around because I, I put in 110% whenever I get on any field, whether it be cricket or football or stuff like that. I always love to be a part of it all the time. I never thought that goalkeeping would be the choice that I would make, but I decided, well, okay, this might be something good. You know what I mean? Because I will be getting game time because at the time we didn't have anyone else looking to be a keeper. And coach thought also with my background as a cricketer and stuff like that, because I have, I have good reflexes, you know, my hands are strong and stuff like that. So I figured, and he figured, well, goalkeeping might be a great position for you because as you know, I'm pretty tall as well. I'm six two. So I have, mm -hmm. I have a, a pretty good reach. You know what I mean? When it comes to, catching and, and standing up and stuff like that, I could I could get around because I'm pretty nimble for a guy my height as well. So it's, mm -hmm. I guess it was, it wasn't my initial choice, but I have grown to love it. I've grown to love it. Um, for the past eight months of training, I've improved. I've improved so much. And I, I didn't think that I would get to that level, you know what I mean? But everyone else had confidence in me because I wasn't really confident at, at first. But with the support of my teammates and the coaches and stuff, especially my goalkeeping coach, Mr. Skills, Mr. Adrian Wilkinson. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's mm -hmm. my guy. That's my goalkeeping coach. He, he's, he's really encouraged me. You know, the, the drills that we do are very, very tough. But at the same time, he knows that I could get through them. He pushes me to my limit. And having my backup goalkeeper, Bam Bam, um, Ricardo Bryan, you know, he has a lot of experience in football and, He's taught me a lot. He's He's been there by my side from the time we started, from the time he joined. And, you know, no one has given up on me. And I decided, well, no one's given up on me. I should not give up on me. I should do it for me. I should do it for my team. I love the game. And I love playing football with the group of guys that we have right now. Oh, listen. I can listen to you talk all day, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's spoken, spoken like a true captain. Um. I tell you, I I am thoroughly impressed with the way you lead this team and the way you represent for 
each single member of the backroom staff and the playing staff. But I want to get a little more personal now. Mm-hmm. Um, who's the best player on the team? Who's the best player on the team? Yep. I believe, I believe that Nicholas Knight is the best player on the team. Nicholas Knight. Huh. He's, our, he's, he's, our, he's our left winger. Okay. He he's he scored the most goals in preseason as well. Yeah, I think he has about he had about eight goals or eight or nine goals in preseason. Mm-hmm. Including a hat so, including a hat his first match. So Oh yeah. Superb. Tell, tell me a little more about those preseason games. What you really learnt about this group of guys after being tested? Well, one thing about the guys, everyone knows that everyone there has not played football at the same level as everyone else. So, yeah. as a team, we had to understand that everyone's abilities weren't the same. So, it, it, it came down to a lot of training and trusting each other and stuff like that, knowing each other's strengths and the encouragement from each other. You know what I mean? The guys have put in a tremendous amount of work and especially during preseason, the games they played, like playing with the team is is honestly the best thing that I've done in a long time when it comes to playing sports. The guys encourage you. You know it's being on the field as a goalkeeper and the captain, you know what I mean? My experience in football compared to the other guys' experience is not up there as yet. But everyone encourages you. The guys taught me through certain things uh, because they know, especially my back lane. My back lane is very is is my is basically my my crutch when I'm on the field. You know what I mean? That support that I need, especially the back lane, my two center backs, they talk with me and I talk with them and I encourage them and you know vice versa. And it and it's just that has gotten me through the preseason, you know, the first game we played, we played against the elite squad and we won 4-2. And the thing is, is that I made a double save close to the end of the game that really, because it was 3-2 at the time, I made a double save that really, you know, kept the scoreline the way it was until Nicholas scored his last goal. And the thing is, is that when I made that save, all I could think about was my teammates and how happy they would have been and everyone supported me and everyone came and they congratulated me on the first game and stuff like that. And right through, the guys have been supporting me and sticking with me. There was a game that I got injured. The guys knew that I wasn't doing, a, I wasn't 100% at the time, but they they supported me. They they got me to fight through the whole the whole first half because I, I went off after the first half and the guys helped me up off of the field, you know. They made sure that no one, hardly anyone left the field before I got off the field. And the thing is, is that for a team to do that, you know what I mean? The guys leave their egos at the door. The guys understand that we're here to come together as one unit. And the guys have shown an incredible amount of maturity and respect for one another. And the thing is, is that we all enjoy the football. And the preseason, I can say, has been excellent for us. Mm-hmm. Now, after preseason, the season was scheduled to start in earnest, but unfortunately, um, you know, unprecedented times took place. And now the season has been indefinitely delayed. Well, the third division season um, has been indefinitely delayed. True. How disappointed are you? I mean, I know you're very disappointed, but how disappointed are you 
that the season has been delayed. And is there any silver lining to this whole, let's say, madness? Well, the silver lining, I guess, would be that we have more time to prepare. You know what I mean? We have more time. Because as I said, we were only together as a club for like eight, nine months the most. So we haven't had that much time compared to other teams. But at the same time, I knew that the guys would be ready for the season. It's very disappointing that we didn't get to start the season and stuff like that. Because most of our preseason games were against teams that were in a higher division. And we played we played very well against most of them, if not all of them. So I believe that the guys were ready for third division. And the thing is, is it's really sad because everyone was so interested in playing the football. Everyone wanted to go and play the football. The guys were talking about it from from the time they figure out, we figured out our first game. The guys, the chat was going crazy. The chat was going berserk. The guys were talking about, oh, this game is here on, on Thursday and we're going to go there and we're going to do our best and stuff like that. And from the time that we got the information that the the season was postponed indefinitely, it was like, you know, it, it really it really like dampened our spirits when it comes to, you know, wanting to play the game. But you guys know that we have a lot more in store for us. We have we have much more time to train, you know, get our tactics right. And it's just it's just a matter of patience with you guys, you know. But everyone knows and understands the situation that's going on right now because it's just not us in Barbados. It's the world. The world is going through somewhat of a crisis right now. And we just got to understand that we have to stick together and we have to just keep our heads down. You know what I mean? Indeed. You've been playing, you've been playing a lot of FIFA? Uh, <laughs> I've, been playing, I've been trying to play some FIFA and uh, watch some old games, but the old games don't... The old games is slap harder when actual football going on. Definitely, that definitely. I can, that I can say, oh, this morning I watched um, United in 2020 and now I'm watching United in 93 and looking at the differences. It's slap harder for sure. Exactly, it how, definitely how you does. Been, how, you been getting your, how you been getting your fix of sports in this time? Well, I've been playing FIFA, definitely. The guys have been playing pro <laughs> clubs like mad. Pro clubs here, pro clubs there. Um... Honestly, yeah, you know what I mean? I haven't been playing much sports sports games because um, FIFA is the only sports game I have, you know. Um, but I've been watching it's the only a lot. sports game you need, too. Is it really? <laughs> is it really? I believe that cricket is a, I believe, 2K. yeah, 2K as well. Oh, yes, 2K. Honestly, right? I wasn't thinking about 2K because I, I'm, I'm thinking more football, you know what I mean? I haven't really thought, thought yeah, through. Yeah. But yeah, I've been playing a lot of 2K as well, but 2K is not as fun as FIFA because FIFA when mm. you're playing pro clubs with the guys we're all there in a party and we're talking and you know it's just like if you're playing on a regular team some guys might have some issues with how other guys play but we know at the end of the day it's just a game there ain't no reason to lose have any love loss between you guys after just a, a session of pro clubs you know yeah so pro yeah, clubs that, everybody just play on one team against the computer playing like that no 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 no. you it pro clubs how it's set up is that you have say i am in a group and you're in a group so we can get together and we can play against each other and stuff like that so it's it's an online thing so we just search the club name if it's that you wanted to play against my team your team want to play against my team you just search for the club name we get the guys together on the pitch and we just wait until it loads and then we play the game just um, uh, to be honest with you, we actually beat my group. Actually, beat Skills Group 
in pro clubs. So I'm just saying, you know, <laughs> he ain't ready for the pro club smoke yet because we we put a whole. Oh. I think it was what two love, one love, two love, two one, something like that. But it was def- so it was a definite win for us. No, 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 no. no. We 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 dominated the game. The problem with his team is that the guys like to dribble too much. You see, they don't they don't like to pass the ball as much. So and they they mm. you know so we we had the connection from early. So the guys the guys weren't ready for us as yet. Skills, you're soft, man. <laughs> you get you get call out skills, you're soft, big man. <laughs> Jeez, I can tell you when I get about the training, my goalkeeping training is going to be much harder. <laughs> really, takes definitely going to be really much harder. Takes, right? Well, well, the, the harder you train, the easier games going to be. True. Very true. So how so so how was that hard training? How how did that really? I know you got injured in one of the games, but uh, was the training really conducive to your fitness and and everything? We can talk about tactics in a little bit, but mm-hmm. how, how you found the guys' fitness in those games? Well, I think there was there was one game, there was one game where our fitness level wasn't up to par. Which I didn't believe it wasn't. It wasn't a fault of us not training. I guess it was just the fact that the guys were, as we say, we know coming together as a team. We playing together as a team. So I guess the guys just had to learn, like like who were as people's strengths and stuff like that. So I guess it was that everyone wasn't. I guess everyone wasn't accustomed to playing with each other. So I guess that was the reason why we played because it was only like a it was only like forty five minutes to an hour that we played like really slack. But either than that, like the guys' fitness has been pretty good, you know. Some injuries came here and there, but these were injuries that you know people had some problems with earlier, before even before we started with Atlas. But the the determination and the will to play the football is what drives the players of Atlas. You know, the guys just want to play the football, but like sometimes we got to tell them to slow down. You know what I mean? Because you gotta you gotta be at peak fitness if you want to play a sport like football football you're constantly yeah, running true. unless you're a goalkeeper a goalkeeper does do a lot as well i do a lot i can say I do a lot because jumping around you might have a team that you're playing against and they, they might be shooting at you all the time as a goalkeeper and jumping around and diving around isn't really tough especially when you got to make back-to-back saves or you got to be running up and down as a goalkeeper because with atlas we try not to play a goalkeeper as just a goalkeeper we play him as a as an 11th player you know what I mean? As in, like, he's an 11th outfield player because as a goalkeeper, um, I am able to play with both of my feet, you know? I am almost confident when I'm, I mean, under pressure, you know what I mean? It's still, still, still some nerves in there, but I get him past him eventually. But I am very, I am very composed most of the time under the football, and I feel that I, I feel that I still have a lot to learn. But at the same time, I am treated like an outfield player as well, and it's it's all it's all just it's a really good environment to be around, and it's a really it's a really fun thing to do as a goalkeeper. Mm. Speaking of goalkeepers, um, I know there's a lot of misconceptions saying that the goalkeeper doesn't do much and the goalkeeper doesn't run around, whatever, whatever. But what I would say for the goalkeeper is because he is at the back and he is not consistently engaged, maybe when he's playing for a good team, mm-hmm. he's not in- consistently engaged. He needs to be the ears and eyes of the other 10 guys. Yeah, the he goalkeeper sees everything. Four, 
he needs to tell the back four to come across, when to press, when to push, when to drop back, when to do all these things. He is seeing runs from the wings. He is mm-hmm. seeing a ball being played over the top from the centre back. He is seeing a lot, especially a man of your stature as well. You are taller <laughs> than most. <laughs> You're taller than most, so you see a great deal. So where the goalkeeper would maybe not be using his physical attributes, he must use his vision, his eyes, and his mental attributes and his knowledge of the game. And if you look at a lot of the successful teams, it is because they they had a goalkeeper who commanded the team from the back. Look at Definitely. Chelsea in the 2004, well, 2004 to 2006. Mm-hmm. Chet was one of the best goalkeepers in the world, if not the best at that time. True. Because he marshaled that team. Then when Van der Sar, I would assume, let, let's just say for argument's sake, when Van der Sar went over to United and joined up with Vidic and Ferdinand and that crew, that elevated him even more, even as a 35-year-old. And then he was able to marshal that whole United backline. There was a stretch. He went a thousand and something minutes without conceding a goal. Okay. Yeah. All of these things. So the goalkeeper, even though they are not given... We say they're not given a lot of credit, even though they have their own award at the Ballon d'Or ceremony. Mm-hmm. Goalkeepers are still underappreciated for what they do off the ball, because what they do off the ball is rarely ever seen, especially by the TV cameras. So big up to the goalkeeper. That whole long-winded thing was to say big up to the goalkeepers. And long may you continue to be a rock at the back and a shelter for all those who need you. So, Alex, that is very Blessings, blessings, blessings. To, yeah, man, that's really commendable of you to really to go into that role because a great goalkeeper coach once said that to be a goalkeeper, you have to be 90% mad, I think. <laughs> 90% mad? Goalkeeper, yeah, goalkeepers are the maddest people on the pitch. So to be a goalkeeper, <laughs> there has to be some insanity about you. So I always knew that there was some insanity about you. I just... This was the time it was actually revealed when you, uh, you know, decided to be goalkeeper. But yeah, goalkeepers are very underappreciated, I would say. And we see, we always see the impact of a good goalkeeper. I guess you got it right. You got it right for sure. You would definitely think I'm insane when I'm on the field shouting and screaming. I don't know. (laughs) Right, and that's that's another thing you have to use your energy for to shout at men and wave your hands and. Holler for the coach when some, you know what I mean? True, true, true. There's so much energy that the goalkeeper um, spends, expends that the cameras don't pick up. So that is the only thing. So what really for you is a successful season in third division? I know that the aim or the, well, the ultimate goal is to be promoted. Definitely. And... uh, you could be promoted by winning the championship or in the new system, win the playoff and, and go up. Mm-hmm. What really is a successful season for Atlas United? Well, besides that, I think it's just getting the bond and the chemistry between the team stronger. I think because the guys, everyone respects everyone on the team. We have no problems on the team. Well, that I know of, and I'm pretty sure that we have none. But the guys are really... The guy, the 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 mentality of the guys is is um, after playing a season, I think would be would improve. The guys would have a better understanding of playing football in Barbados, the Barbados football, and I think that that's our main goal to to come together and be stronger as a team. Because 
when you win a championship as a team, you know you're going to find people wanting to come into the team because they want to be a part of a winning squad, you know? And the thing is, is that you would have good players coming in. So you want to, you don't want that a player might come in and then some, 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 some chemistry is lost and stuff like that. And you don't want that in a team. So you know that you definitely want to grow a stronger bond with your teammates and stuff like that. Another thing is that playing at a higher level now, you're going to have a lot more people in your ear. You're going to have a lot more fans watching you. We got to, our, our, our behavior, especially on the field and off the field is, is watch like closer. You know what I mean? So the guys, I think that playing a season in division three is really going to test our mentality and our, um, what should I say? Personalities as players, you know, cause you're going to got some guys that guys ain't going to be afraid to curse you guys ain't going to be afraid. I know cursing is, is not, is not um, allowed on the field, but some guys going to get into your ears. You know what I mean? People going to get into your head and you just got to know that we cannot succumb to, to peer pressure and stuff like that because the guy's going to be pressuring you into doing anything. You know, some guy might say something to you and you will go get, get a um, tackle, I have um put in a bad tackle, you know, and it causes problems. People are gonna be looking at those things. People are gonna know, gonna test your your mental stability. So I guess playing a season in Division Three is really gonna help the guys like that. Mm-hmm. Because people think that the championship comes first and then the team chemistry, but you really have to get that chemistry, that togetherness, that True. single-mindedness before you can even be successful. So even if this season, you guys, you know, it may not may or may not happen. Even if this season, you guys are not promoted. Mm-hmm. If you guys achieve a stronger sense of brotherhood, a stronger sense of togetherness, then I think you've still won. Because I think so too. Because the club is not, for, is not set up for one season. Of course it's set up for many, many seasons. And if we can get the foundation of the house right, then the house will stand strong and stand firm. So that is the main essence of being a part of a team to be exactly that, a team. Um, tell me a little bit about the tactics, though, because we, we talked about the mentality, but how how do Atlas intend to approach football games? Are you in favor of the of the tactics, the tactical approach? Would you like to see you, your guys playing in a different style, in a, a more conservative style? What do you think about the tactic, tactical approach of the team? Well, Craig knows what he's doing. With the help of the coaches, Craig has, we've tried various formations. We've done a lot of drills. You know what I mean? We've done, We've done so much and we've had to make adjustments due to injuries and stuff like that. There was one game that we had to make an adjustment because one of the players got injured the same night, just before the game, you know? So it was that we had to switch up the formation. And when we switched up the formation, we played really good football for a formation we've never played before. We've never even practiced with it. And we played really good football. And the adaptation that the guys that we made, I found that, it was really, it was a really good thing, you know. Um, drills. When it comes to drills, 
we are working very hard, passing drills, controlling the ball, basics. We're still going at the basics because the basics help us to win. The basics help you win games. When you can keep possession for when you can keep possession for 70 minutes in a game, that is outstanding. That's impeccable. And that's the goal for us. We don't want to be chasing the ball as a team. You know, we want that. Every player on the team gets touches of the football. They get more comfortable with the football. As one of our coaches say, we make love to the football, if you know what I mean. We got to, you know, and the tactics and the, the drills that we've put in as a team in practice, um, they really helped us in games. And I find that it grow, you, like you, you, you're able to read, you're able to read your players' movements better. You're able to even read the opponent's move, uh, movements better because, you know, if you stick to a system and there's only a couple ways for a team to um, counteract that system. You at least know, well, okay, we have to make this adjustment here and that adjustment there so that, you know, we can, if it is that we're not on the ball as much, we know how to defend as a team. We move together as a unit. And I find that the tactics that Craig has put in place for the team have been working so far for us. And I, I really believe that Atlas is a strong enough team to win the championship with the tactics that we have. Mm, that is, those are some very strong words from the man at the back. So here's hoping that your tactics, you know, do yield the success that you are certainly looking for and that everyone can get adapted and uh, really feel comfortable in the system because, of course, it's about the players' comfort, playing this style of football and their fitness as well. Um, how have you been keeping up with your fitness and helping the other players keep up with theirs now in this downtime? Well, we have, we set up something as the coaching staff and the administrative staff, we set up something where we would, during this time, we would keep fit, we would try to keep as fit as possible. So what we do, we have the guys, we give the co- what the fitness coach, Coach K, he gives us a series of workouts to do and we have to report in Every single week, you know what I mean? Three times a week, we got to make sure that the guys are working out. We got to make sure the guys are eating right and stuff like that. Anything that we want when it comes to our fitness, Coach K is the man to go to. He's done an exceptional job so far. The drills and the and the exercises that he has given us, have get, has given to us, are, are really helping, you know? For me, I've done a lot of those exercises along with some other guys. The PSN group that I'm in, the PlayStation group that I'm in, the guys, we do a workout session at 4.45 every day except Sundays, you know, and I find that that's been helping us. We work on different muscles, different parts of the body every single day, and that's how I've been keeping out my fitness. And the guys, Atlas has been putting in the work, you know what I mean? The guys are sending videos every week. I soon have to shut off my phone storage because, you know, I got to stop downloading these <laughs> videos. Because my phone automatically yeah. downloads them, but I can't remember how to stop it. So, you know, and the commitment that the guys have put in, you know, it it really shows how how bad they want to play the football. It really shows how committed they are to the club, and the coaches are impressed with it. You know what I mean? The coaches, uh, you know, you always expect more from the guys, and some guys have taken the initiative even before the um even before the lockdown, which was really good. You know, so the team has really been putting in the work. I myself have been putting in work, not as much as I would like to, because a couple the last couple of days were a bit of a a a, a slow couple slow days for me but I am going to be back on track I'm going to be back on track from Monday but not tomorrow tomorrow's definitely a rest day for me <laughs> yeah okay tomorrow's definitely my rest day too. 
thing is with me too. Um, I won't wait till I won't wait till the new week, mm-hmm. and then I I will start. But I I am currently resting. I, <laughs> I, I can't I can't be fussed about it right now. I'll wait till oh, the dear. new week, and then I will be back on the grind. And certainly for me, this has not been a grind. This has been a fantastic time with my good brethren, Mr. Alex Branch. He comes from a great family, a family who are a God-fearing family. Um, if I may say so, no disrespect, he has a beautiful sister who's my good friend. <laughs> and his mother, his mother, <laughs> his mother is a beautiful soul as well. Um, and I just wish you and Atlas United the very best for this upcoming season and the years to come. And you know, I'm following all of this football, so I will be following you guys all the way through, and I will have special stories to report on Thanks progress a lot, at Atlas for sure, my brother. Finally, really appreciate it. We get out of here. <laughs> Not a problem. Yeah, man, this has been a real, um, a real treat for me and a real diplomatic interview. I, I, I tell myself, I told myself, I should say, see. The accent coming out. I tell myself, <laughs> I tell myself, I got bring it a little more serious because you the man that represented the whole playing squad and we got to represent well for the players. So I wanted you to speak so succinctly and so, so sophisticatedly about your <laughs> fellow players and you did that. So before we get out here, I just want to ask you one more question. What does Atlas United mean to you? Well, just like my cricket club, Carlton. You know, I play for Carlton Cricket Club in Black Rock, um, just behind mm-hmm. the supermarket. And, you know, I've been there from the time I was 10 years old. You know, um, just like that, Atlas has made me feel welcome. You know, the guys have shown me support through everything that I've gone through. And I've I've just been eternally grateful for it. Atlas is like my second family. Um, they... You know, the guys always help you out. I remember there was one time I went, I was a, I wanted to get a, um, to a football match and I couldn't get there because my ride, my ride, um, my ride, um, canceled because they had something else to do. So I called one of the guys that were, that were injured actually. And he, he was on his way home already, already past my house. And he came back for me from on the road, picked me up and took me to the match. And the thing is about that is that, when you have a group of guys that are like that and, and they're looking up for you, they, the guys check in with me from time to time. I check in with the guys, figure out how they're doing and stuff like that. And the thing is, is that you don't normally see that unless you are in a tight, a tightly wounded group, a tightly knit group. You know what I mean? The guys are very supportive of everything they do. You know, the coach, he always checks in from me. Many of my coaches check in with me from time to time. And honestly, it's been a blessing to be a part of this club so far. I have I have had no complaints whatsoever. The guys are very respectful. The coaching staff, the administrative staff, they look out for you. I remember the time I was injured in the game, and I saw two people, two people just coming to attend to me, and I have no idea who they are. I'm in pain. I am all over the place, and <laughs> I don't know them. I they probably know me because everybody's called me Cappy, so they assume I the captain. Whatever the case was. And, you know, they helped me right through. They helped me right through that that entire night. I remember I was on the ground, I was in pain, and people icing me down, helping me, helping me to move, stretch, and everything. And, you know, to find that in a group of people is, 
nothing short of exceptional. And I really think that this club will go further and further every single day because, you know, we stick together. A lot of us are friends with each other, you know, close friends and stuff like that. And we all can, we all continue to look up for each other and have each other's backs in any situation. You know what I mean? The guys, if you have a problem with someone, we air it out from the beginning. Anybody want to talk to me if they don't want to go to the coach, people come and we talk and I then relay to the coach or I relay to whoever else might they might have the problem with and stuff like that. And, you know, then we come together as a group and we discuss it. We don't, we leave everything in the meeting. You know what I mean? Nothing is taken home, no anger, nothing like that. And the thing is, is that that is how a family should live. Family should live in peace and harmony. And we should all have fun at the end of the day because we're coming together and doing something that we all love. Football is the universal language, in my opinion, is one of the universal languages. Everyone understands the past when it comes to football. Who understands football, I should say. Everyone understands <laughs> offside. You know what I mean? We, we understand it. So even if we speak different languages, we understand football. Football is... Football means unity, in my opinion, and Atlas has been the picture of unity for me. So all in all, I um, I am very, very, very grateful to be on a team with people like this. Indeed. Well said, my brother. I can say no more after that. You have said it all, and this episode for me has been a blessing, and certainly for Atlas United to have someone in your character to be the leader of the playing representatives of Atlas United. This has been another installment of All In with Atlas United. I have been your host, Nick Maitland, the football extraordinaire, King Roots the Roots King, with my good brethren, Alex Branch, the captain, a.k.a. Cappy. This is me <laughs> and Cappy saying, see you all later. Catch you next time. Really?